Welcome to CIBC Private Wealth Management's Advisor Podcast. It's no secret that clean energy is big business. In 2017, over $330 billion was spent globally on new clean energy investments, with solar and wind taking up the majority of that figure. Wind power now makes up about one-third of new energy capacity in the U.S. Wind and solar are expected to provide 17% of the country's electricity by 2030. So the question for investors, is renewable energy worth the investment? John Tanaro, Senior Investment Analyst, shares some potential considerations. You know, 10 years ago, it was a space that was very new, um, very underdeveloped, costs were high, rewards were low, a lot of people got burned, um, people kind of turned their back on it. It wasn't necessarily a great alternative. Uh, fast forward 10 years, the game has changed dramatically. There's a great opportunity to um, play along as, as this space continues to grow and, and globally it's becoming a more dominant player and it has a massive amount of room to grow because it's still making up a very small percentage of energy consumption and energy resources. So that's a wonderful opportunity. Investment analyst Jeremiah Borum agrees. If you look at sort of what makes the world go around pretty pretty literally, it's it's energy, right? And and resources and sort of literally makes up the fabric of what we do. And for most of the lives of, of people on this earth, it's always been fossil fuel based and not renewable with a, eventually a finite end in, in, in sight. If you're able to create energy from the sun or from wind or from something that doesn't have a finite end point within any reasonable time frame, I would say that's pretty revolutionary. But can clean energy sources really contend with traditional ones? You're really starting to see the point where solar and wind and even some more cutting-edge technologies are getting to the point where they can compete with traditional sources of energy um, and, and in many cases beat them. And you're seeing within the last couple of years a pretty drastic shift towards them for that reason. Senior investment analyst Lance Marr provides further insight on that shift. You know, we have a lot of investors who say, well, yeah, we've been waiting for years for something like this, but it's taken so long. And, um, others, who, and others who have kind of, you know, aren't, aren't yet believers, but are starting to see the value in the underlying fundamentals of, of this particular, you know, industry and, and saying, oh, yeah, well, this actually makes sense. And then there's a third group of folks who are like, well, I may or may not necessarily agree with this, and I, I still think it's all subsidy-driven and they can't stand on their own, but if I'm wrong, it's going to start to impact all the investments that I have in traditional energy, so maybe it's not a bad idea to start to look at this as a hedge on what, what else I already own. So why is clean energy such a good investment now? What changed? The biggest driver is innovation, absolutely. Um, but the other one is scale. Um, you know, batteries are a great example of this. So as uh, lithium-ion batteries have been around for quite a while and, you know, primarily used in, you know, smartphones and laptops and stuff, um, it wasn't until the push of electric vehicles really started in earnest and when all of a sudden the battery producers really needed to start producing these things in big numbers and that lowers the per unit cost, did it really start to uh, really start to drive the cost curve down. The same can be said of solar panels of, um, you know, it's a lot more 
innovation driven on wind, but it wind, the basic tur- uh, technology around wind turbines is pretty much the same as it's been for a while. What's different is the blades are bigger, the towers are taller, and they're able to capture more wind. Um, so it's, it's innovation, but it's also scale. Another important element, the room for growth. If you look at the overall power grid in the United States, you can see the relatively small portion made up by renewables, and that's even including hydro. And hydro has been around for 100 years. It's, it's sort of a, it's not really what we mean uh, as much when we say renewables. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's different um, than wind and solar. So if you sort of take, take that out of the equation, the bar is even smaller. And so you still have um, majority made up by coal and nuclear and natural gas plants that's providing electricity to everyone's homes. The renewables portion is getting bigger, but that part is just going to keep growing. And I don't think it's likely that you would get to 100% renewables, but you're going to get a lot bigger than you are now. Some investors may scoff at the notion of clean energy playing a key role in how we get our power, but the technology to make it happen is already here. Utilities would never be comfortable putting too much renewables on because what happens when the wind stops blowing for a few days? Well, if you don't have any backup generation, you got a problem and, and they absolutely can't have that. You got to be able to resolve that issue and storage is the answer. And now with the cost of storage coming down because of the innovations we've seen in the electric vehicle side, this has become real and it's happening right now. And all of a sudden you can now talk about renewables going from 10%, but renewables could be 30 or 40% uh, or higher. It's no secret that clean energy hasn't always performed well, but due to innovations in technology, increased demand and capability, it's worth another look even if you've been burned before. You know, I don't want people to look at clean energy and, and kind of roll their eyes thinking, oh, here's another niche play and this didn't work 10 years ago. It's very important for people to take the time to truly look, you know, to kick the tires and look under the hood with this sort of stuff, uh, not to use a pun. Um, but, you know, a lot has changed. Um, there's a good story behind this. There's a good opportunity. Um, and it's worth people's time to, I think, take a look. More on this and other topics in the latest edition of CIBC Private Wealth Management's Advisor. Find it on privatewealth.us.cibc.com. CIBC Private Wealth Management includes CIBC National Trust Company, CIBC Delaware Trust Company, and CIBC Private Wealth Advisors Incorporated, all of which are wholly owned subsidiaries of CIBC Private Wealth Group, LLC, and the Private Wealth Division of CIBC Bank USA. All of these entities are wholly owned subsidiaries of Canadian Imperial Bank of Commerce. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only, and the material presented should not be construed as an offer or recommendation to buy or sell any security. To the extent that information contained herein is derived from third-party sources, although we believe the sources to be reliable, we cannot guarantee their accuracy. Contents expressed are current as of the date of this publication and may change without notice.